This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. It is great to be back for another episode of this The Drop podcast. I'm Lance Descott. Well, before we get into the Blues-Blue Jackets game, there's a couple topics going around on uh, social media that I thought would be great to talk about. And get out in the open and uh, see what you guys were exactly thinking and uh, move on from there. Uh, the Blues have been playing so well this year. You know, they've got some things they need to improve on. But overall, I think they've been playing great. I mean, just really great. I don't think anybody can fault a lot of what they're doing. Uh, but uh, I just think they're playing awesome. That's simple. That's it in a nutshell. The one topic I want to talk about, and it's kind of been trending a lot on uh, some sports talk and also Twitter, Facebook, so on and so forth. The eventual return of Jay Bowmeister and what the Blues are going to do. A lot of people are saying they have no choice. They're going to have to send down Vince Dunn. Well, I will understand that completely if by the time Bowmeister comes back, maybe Vince Dunn is kind of settled down and maybe he's making some rookie mistakes. Maybe he's getting himself caught in some bad positions, so on and so forth. But if he's playing like he's been playing, you can't send this kid down. Because when you have a young kid like that who's playing good enough to be on the NHL roster and you send him down to go play in the AHL, that's almost like stunting his growth. They can't do it. They're going to have to figure out something. They have to figure out something. If he's playing as well as he is and Jay Bowmeister's come back, they've got to figure out something for Vince Dunn. This kid's done nothing but impress me. Some very minor mistakes. I mean, minor mistakes for a kid his age. Got a great shot. A great intuition of when to shoot and when to pass. Is a very good defenseman. So he's not just an offensive guy. He's really, really good. The Blues got themselves a great draft pick when they drafted him. So what are they going to do? Well, here's an option, and I know this is going to be a hard option. It's going to be a really, really hard option. Trading deadline comes around. Let's say the Blues are, you know, still doing well. You know, they're they're in the top couple teams in the Western Conference. Bo Meester's been back a little bit, proven he can play again after that injury. Because for an older guy, an injury is harder to come back by. You've got another team that's maybe wouldn't be willing to really pay his salary normally. But there's going to be teams that have defensemen go down. He's got one year left on his contract after that. People tell me I'm nuts. But if you're a contending team and you need a number two or number three defenseman, I mean, why wouldn't you take a run at it? Why wouldn't you not take a run at Jay Bomeister for one year? One year at five point something, $5.4 million, I believe. Why wouldn't you try that if he's going to help your team get far in the Stanley Cup or if he's 
going to be a guy that comes in and replaces a guy that you've been relying on. Why would you not do that? And, you know, like I said, most people are going to say salary. Nobody's going with that $5.4 million salary. But at this point, with the salaries, the way they're going, is that really that bad for a team that feels that they need a player like Jay Bomeister at the trading deadline? The next part of that is, will the Blues be willing to trade him? Uh, I don't know, because they really love this guy. They think he's still a top defenseman, and he's not. He's not a top defenseman. In my mind, most nights he's a number three. He's not as fast as he was anymore. And people are going to say, but Lance, he takes up so much ice time, quality ice time, and he can play 18 minutes, okay? So if he plays 18 minutes at a number three, you trying to tell me you can't let Vince Dunn play more minutes and bring him up and give the guys a couple more minutes. Just because a guy can play 18 minutes doesn't make him irreplaceable. A guy's irreplaceable that can play 18 minutes and play at a top, top level, and Bo Meester doesn't do that anymore. So I guess we'll have to wait and see how this year progresses, how Bo Meester comes back, how the Blues handle that, how he plays. If there are teams that need a defenseman, at the trading deadline. That's going to depend a lot on it. I'm just not sure if the Blues don't think he's still a number one or number two. I I, I don't know why, but I think some of people, especially Mike Yo, think, think he is. What do you guys think? Let me know, please, at the official drop at gmail.com. Get a lot of emails. I'd like to see more from you guys. I want to know what you guys are thinking. And it would be nice to hear from everyone. Enough on that J. Bo Meester Vince Dunn topic. Let's go ahead and get to the highlights of the Columbus Blue Jackets versus the Blues. This game was played Saturday night. Of course, it's Scott Trade. And this Columbus Blue Jackets team is very good. They got Panarin uh, over from Chicago. And I think Chicago made a huge mistake in letting this guy go. I, I think this is so stupid. It's only made the Blue Jackets much better. They're a big physical young team. And, of course, their GM is none other than former Blues uh, Vice President uh, John Davidson. So, uh, you know, they've got some good people in their front office. they got some good young kids, and they would play the Blues tough. And uh, it would be a fun game to watch. Let's go ahead and get into the highlights. First period highlights. Gets it back for the Blue Jackets. He'll toss one toward the goal. Oh, Allen missed it. Now centered, and Allen got over. Oh, and he made up for that misplay. As he was forced to stretch across and make a very good glove save. What a great glove save of Jake Allen. You know, it was a good period for the Blues. The Blues, uh, I thought, played very well. Columbus came in trying to be very physical, and they were. But I thought the Blues were just as physical. And that physicality would lead to a Blues goal late, and I mean late, in the first period by none other than Vladi Sabotka. for Sabotka. Quick pass ahead. Blues up numbers to center. Four on two. Stasny for Pareko. Right in a shot. Rebound and score! Sabotka! His first of the year. It's one nothing. Block shot at one end by Colton Pareko. The third block by a Blues defenseman in the last two shifts. And now the board work begins there with Steen, such a great two-way player. 
The defenseman moves it up. The shot, too hard to handle for Corpusalo. He can't squeeze it. And look who's nibbling on the doorstep. But Vladi Sabotka. Alex Steen was just big and just big in this in this play. Just a very good game for Steen. Uh, you know, it didn't show up a lot in the points wise, but uh, you know, he he played a very good game. I thought on both sides of the of the ice there. Sabotka gets his first goal of the year. Pareko gets his fourth assist. Stasny gets his seventh assist. Nineteen minutes and twenty six seconds into the first. Like I said, a late late goal. The Blues outshot Columbus 15-8 to in that first period. And I thought dictated most of the play. Like I said, it was a physical game. But I definitely thought the Blues outplayed Columbus in that first period. Uh, you know, both teams had some chances. But the Blues looked like the team they've looked like all year. They looked like the great team. Uh, you know, like I said, Columbus has got size. But the Blues were not at all intimidated by that size and the physicality of uh, the Blue Jackets. So moving on into the second, I'm sure the Blues wanted to continue that. Second period highlights. Tipped to center by Yashkin with Upshaw. They work in. Yashkin the shot and a blocker save. Now Edmondson to the net. He scores! Edmondson! It may have been tipped and it's 2-0 St. Louis. Scotty Upshaw drove hard to the net and a good shot from the point. Yaskin starts it on the right side with a shot to the blocker there. And then Edmondson with that quick release, it glances off the leg, it looked like, of Scotty Upshaw. Right in front of the net, right there. His right ankle, and it beats the goaltender as he gets out of the crease. Huge goal for the Blues, because I'll tell you what, uh, Columbus really, really outplayed the Blues in the second period. But the Blues would go up 2 to nothing on that goal by Upshaw. Upshaw gets the goal, uh, his first of the year. Edmondson gets an assist, and Yashkin gets his second assist. 6.31 into the second, the Blues are up 2 to nothing. And like I said, it's very fortunate because Columbus was physical. Columbus put the pressure on in that second period. I don't know how Columbus did not get a goal. I really don't. The Blues were blocking shots pretty well. Jake Allen was making some really good saves. Heck, uh, Columbus outshot him 17-11. to 11. 17 shots in one period is a lot. I mean, that's a lot for a team to defend and also to be able to stop the pucks like Jake Allen did. So the Blues go out of the second period up two to nothing. You know, you're, you're feeling good in one way, but you're hoping, man, I really hope Columbus doesn't come out in the third period and play like they did in the second because I don't know if the Blues can really put up with that much pressure for that long. What would happen? Let's go ahead and see. Third period highlights. Panarin. Now in front to Panarin, and broken up by Upshaw, and he barely gets it on to center, two on one, Edmondson to the net, shoots, he scores! Joel Edmondson! Joel Edmondson with the wrister! Started in his own zone after that brilliant pass by Panarin, it was actually blocked by Joel Edmondson, and there he goes! On a two on one break, boy did I have a good angle of this! This is your classic heel-to-toe wrister. Look at the way he whips that off that end of the blade. With that goal by Edmondson, I would say the Blues really, really were taking a little bit of gas away from the Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets wanted to come out strong, but it was Edmondson that come out and got that goal. Great wrist shot. Excellent wrist shot. When he got that puck, I thought I thought to myself, man, he's going to score. And I don't know why I thought that, but, you know, he's not. he's known for a decent wrist shot. But, man, that was an awesome wrist shot. And the goalie for the Blue Jackets was just totally, totally fooled. 
and uh, that goal would give the Blues an early three to nothing lead in the third period. They're looking good. That would be Edmondson's third goal of the year. Brodziak second assist and Upshaw's third assist. One minute and twenty nine seconds into the third. You know, with a coach like Trot like Trotteria, you know that uh, Columbus is not going to give up. In fact, they're going to get probably more physical. And they were physical again in this third period. And uh, I don't really think it wore the Blues down, but you knew eventually Columbus was going to get something going. And they did six minutes and 21 seconds into the third. Matt Calvert put one past Jake Allen to put him a little bit closer at 3-1. to one. High and wide. Wenberg pinching it along the boards. Rodjak is there. Jackets look cross ice. Bjorkstrand. Bjorkstrand. Looks for some open ice, cross ice, scores! What a pass, and Matt Calvert finds the back of the net on a perfect feed from Oliver Bjorkstrand. 3-1. They finally get rewarded. Good hard work. And this line came out, this whole shift, and we saw the shift before. Good opportunity, drew the penalty, created a power play for the Columbus Blue Jackets, and then this in-zone play. Good board battle by Wenberg. And as this goes across, it's going to come back to Matty Calvert. And you could hear from up here someone screaming, back door, because Matty Calvert's standing there all by himself. I don't care, you know, if, if you're a Blues fan, you've got to appreciate that great pass by Bjorkson. Just an excellent, excellent pass. You couldn't have something more beautiful. I know this is supposed to be a Blues podcast, but when you see good hockey and you see great passes and great goals, you've got to acknowledge it. And that was a great pass by Bjorkstrand. Awesome pass to Calvert. Calvert gets his third goal of the year. Bjorkstrand gets his fourth assist. Wimber gets his seventh assist, 621 into the third. Columbus is now getting some momentum a little bit. They're down three to one. They're going to try to come back. I thought they played very physical. They had some great opportunities. Jake's made some great saves, but they just weren't able to get anything going. And Kyle Brodziak sealed the deal 13 minutes and 23 seconds into the third for his second goal of the year to give the Blues a four to one win. Comes around to Yashkin. Another odd man break for the Blues. Drop pass. Yashkin, a shot off the crossbar. Rebound. Brodziak. And then they score on the second rebound. And then Brodziak. And it's 4-1. The Brodziak line is at it again. What a night. Upshaw came into this shift with a goal and a helper. And now it looks like he's the player that cashed in. Hard shot by Yashkin off the bar. Rebound by Brodziak. And it's on the doorstep. And these guys love playing together, that's for sure. Great goal. Awesome goal. Hard work pays off for the Blues. Fourth line worked their butts off in that game. I mean, they are the reason the Blues won. I mean, just just look at the scorecard. We've got we've <laughs> we've got Upshaw. We've got Yashkin. We've got Upshaw. We've got Brodziak. We've got Yashkin. We've got Upshaw. Uh, just a great game. Kyle Brodziak gets his second goal to seal the deal for the night, uh, second goal of the year. Yashkin gets his third assist. Upshaw gets his fourth assist. 13-23 in, and the Blues win this one 4-1. to one. Big night for the fourth line. Columbus came in at 7-3, and you know. They leave. Scott trade at 7-4, and oh, the Blues improved to 9-2-1 and one with the win. A lot of shocks on goal, guys. 79 shocks total. 37 for the Blue Jackets, 42 for the Blues. I'm sure the Blues would like to cut down a little bit on that 37 they allowed with the Blue Jackets. Both teams had power play opportunities. The Jackets were 0 for 2. The Blues were 0 for 3. Face-offs, the Blue Jackets 57%. The Blues were uh, 43%. 
Calvert for the Jackets gets his uh, third goal of the year and the lone goal for the Blue Jackets in this game. Bjorkstrand gets an assist, that beautiful, beautiful pass. Wimberg gets an assist. Uh, Corpusalo gets 38 saves, and I don't think he played bad. Just had a lot of pressure on him. So Bolke gets uh, his goal the first of the year. Upshaw gets a goal his first and also had two assists. Edmondson gets a goal. His third gets an assist. Brodziak gets a goal. His second of the year gets an assist. Yashkin gets two assists. And actually Yashkin hit one off the off the pipe. So, uh, you know, this was a big night for the fourth line and a very good night for Jake Allen. 36 out of 37 saves for Jake. Awesome game for the Blues. Let's go ahead and get to the post-game interviews to hear from some of the guys that played big. One guy... Brodziak had a huge night, and of course, Jake Allen and goal really, really got peppered, but really played well in this Blues 4-1 to win. Then, as always, we're going to hear from Coach Mike. Yeah, we are getting pucks in that, and they were, they were finding a way in. So, that was good. It was a good night. When you guys have got the, you see the four-check going early like that, that just pretty much fuels your line, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I think that's a big part of our, our line's identity is we, uh, we want to get in hard, make it difficult on them, and find a way to create turnovers, and I think, uh, you know, we, we did a good job of that. Uh, you know, I think we've been getting better, uh, you know, game in, game out, just, uh, you know, getting on the same page, trusting each other, and, uh, you know, tonight was good. Uh, we, we created some turnovers, created chances, and, and we were able to bury a couple tonight. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, I think he showed it all last year. It's, uh, you know, it's just the... Unfortunately for, for older guys, it's just the way the league's going now. And uh, yeah, he showed it all all last year that he's uh, you know he's a very effective player, and uh, you know we're glad to have him back. Your top two lines have gotten off such a good start this season. What does it do for this team when you get that balance scoring up and down the line? Uh, yeah, you know I think we we've heard it a lot and we've talked about it a lot the last little while. Where you know our top lines were were doing all the scoring and we weren't getting any any help really and. Uh, you know, that was, I think, you know, the third and fourth lines. Uh, you know, I think, we, you know, we, we know we're capable of, of, of uh, you know, chipping in every once in a while and helping out a little more. And I think we, you know, we felt the, felt the pressure. And uh, I think that, you know, both lines have responded pretty well the last while. Uh, how good is this team feeling right now? Yeah, I think we're just, uh, you know, we're, it's not a perfect 60 minutes all the time, but uh, we're doing the right things at the right time and making the most of it. And, you know, our penalty kills improved a lot, I think, over the last two or three games, which has really given us some momentum. Um, uh, I think our discipline's been a lot better, to be honest. We've only had a couple power plays or PKs against over the last couple of games, and I think that's keeping guys fresher, even on back-to-backs. And, you know, uh, I thought we played really well. I think we had a few minutes in the second period there where we let our foot off the gas, but we jumped right back on it in the third, and, you know, Eddie with a big goal there at the start. Jake, in the second period... How easy is it to get locked in the way you were when you have that much action in front of you? Uh, I think I've been feeling pretty good since the start of the year, to be honest. You know, they th- we knew they were throwing a lot of pucks at the net. That's their forte. They got Their four lines are uh, probably some of the top four lines in the league, and they get some good forwards, so we had to be on our toes. You know, they didn't throw a ton at the net in the first period. We knew they were going to come out flying in the second. And, uh, you know, we were up 2-0, uh, feeling good going in the room, and... You know, some big goals there to really put the you know the nail in the coffin. Mike, you talked about this being a real big test for your hockey team coming into the game. You got to be real pleased with the way you guys were able to you know obviously get two points there. Yeah, yeah, no, I think in our locker room we have a lot of respect for that team over there. I think they're one of the best teams in the league, and um, 
you know, for us to be able to do what we did tonight was uh, was a big step for us, especially on the back to back and uh, with travel late night. Uh, the boys played hard. Uh, you know, we need to get some rest because uh, we're right back at it against a really good hockey team on Monday. I think you're one of a couple of unbeaten teams at home, just feeling it pretty good here at home. Early. Uh, I don't know. I guess uh, the game's a game. Yeah, you know, it's nice to have a stretch like this coming up. Um, you know, we have a few of them during the year and able to get four games in a row at home, just get comfortable, get keep get rested again. And uh, There's nothing like being at home, being in your own bed. Uh, it's keeping your routine the same. Uh, it makes a big difference. Well, we needed them to fuel that type of game for us. Um, you know, the, the team that we were playing, they can really take you off your game and disrupt you and, and make things awfully frustrated for you. Um, and I thought that, uh, that everyone, especially early, um, and in particular, those guys did a really nice job of, of not letting them get to their game. And we did that by getting in on the forecheck, by playing in the offensive zone. And obviously they can't, they can't get to that kind of forecheck heavy game where they were on you um, in your own zone. And, uh, and obviously I think we were able to, to uh, do a pretty good job of that early. Now, you guys get off that 2-0 lead, and then they, they had like 12 shots in a row or something. Yeah. I think we started to turn pucks over, and uh, and obviously at that point the the other team they 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 pressure hard, and a lot of times they're pressuring going forward. So if we're making soft east west plays, then it's going to come back at us, and that's what happened at that time. And then again, you know what we were doing well to prevent them from getting their to their game. That's a really good team over there, well coached. They're they they've been firing on all cylinders, and and I thought that we. We we took what we were doing uh, well, and we we started not to not to do it as effectively. And then obviously, when you give them that opportunity, they're going to make it look ugly. Even when the fourth line hasn't been scoring lately, their game's been progressively better. I would say from the Chicago game on, um, they've been very reliable. Whether it's been Thorbs there or uh, Yaski, uh, they've been they've been real reliable. They've been uh, solid in their game. They're, they've been bringing a physical presence and uh, and looking a lot like. The, the way that they did last year for us. Just only one night, but is Upshaw kind of a perfect fit for what you needed at that point uh, when, when you signed him? Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, and, you know, I think uh, his personality with our group, he's he's vocal, He's uh, he brings a good energy to the rink every day. Um, you know, a game like today, you know, it's uh, it's tough. It's tough on the guys. It's uh, We're in the middle of three and four with travel. Um, you know, obviously, fatigue could set in there, um, or you could allow it to set in, but you know, with, with a, you want positive energy. You want people that are gonna, you know, whether it's the the, the vocal part of it or whether it's just their play, getting out there and, and establishing momentum for your group. And and uh, and he's one of those guys. Uh, probably it's up there for sure. He's had a lot of good ones for us, but he was really good tonight. Um, so he's had some that have made it hard to co- to compare and, and try to figure out which one is better. But he was he was outstanding tonight. Going back to back like that, and they can you know, just follow one follows up the other. Yeah. Well, when you get, I mean, yeah, there's no secrets in in the NHL, boy. If you're getting if you're getting quality goaltending, you're giving yourself a great chance to win. Yeah. Numbers are numbers for forty plus shots. Two of the last four games is that saying? Well, we we've started to shoot pucks more. It's it's a focus that we're trying to trying to bring in. I, I think that we score more goals when we shoot more uh, when we shoot pucks, and uh, and you know. Tonight it was uh, against a team like that. It was difficult to try to create offense, but when you shoot pucks, it, it creates offense. It creates uh, chaos. It creates momentum, and uh, and we want to make sure that we continue to do that. We're talking about Colton Pareko should shoot more. Should Joe Edmondson shoot more? Well, I think he's 
should keep shooting. There's no question. He shouldn't shoot less. Uh, you know, obviously, um, we want we want all of our players shooting, and we want them to shoot quickly. I, I think that if we have a shoot first mentality, um, then I th- it, it makes it easier for the players down low to to understand that the puck is going to be going to the net, and and it makes it easier for you in that case to have players at the net. So I think we've been seeing a better job of that. We've seen a lot of great saves by. Jake Allen, but does he ever make a save? Yep, many, many times, almost once a game now. it's uh, It was interesting. He wanted to get himself in the game early there. He kind of gave it back to them just so he can make a pretty spectacular save, but uh, clever on his part. But uh, he, but he's 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 made some highlight reel ones. And uh, I, I like, for me, I, I like when you see Jake out and he's challenging and he's he's aggressive. That's when that's when I, I feel that he's really on top of things. And I would say Jake was more than on top of things in this game. Uh, you know, I would give him the first start of the game, but that's going to go to Kyle Brodziak. Uh, you know, just a great, great game for him. Played hard with the rest of that fourth line. In fact, hell, let's just give the number one star to the fourth line. Let's go ahead and do that because I think they all deserve that number one start. Some great play from some guys that got a lot of recognition last year and were great for the Blues and helped them win a lot of games. But, uh, you know, they haven't come to, to, to play huge in most of these games. They've played well. But, man, they have played great in, in that game against the Blue Jackets. Numbers two star Jake Allen. Just an awesome, awesome game. And, of course, my number three star would have to be the defenseman Joel Edmondson. Just a great game by Joel. You know, just awesome to see uh, Joel play a big game. He's not been the guy he was in the playoffs last year. But, uh, you know, he's played decently. And he's starting to come around a little bit. And, you know, I think his offense is much better. I think we all can see that from his stats. Um, the Blues, big win for them at home. They're undefeated at home. Next, they'll have the Kings, which will be tonight, Monday night. I'm sure they'll play well. Looking forward to that. It's going to be a tough game. The Kings are another one of those teams that can take things away from you and uh, try to take you out of your game. So that's going to be a tough game for the Blues. Don't forget to join me for the next episode of the Drop Podcast, which will be the game recap and my comments on the Blues play against the Kings. I look forward to that. That should be coming out Tuesday, early Wednesday. Until next time, have a safe, safe week, and let's go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow The Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lanced at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.